alien invasion is trending all over the internet, as many in America are wondering whether or not the United States government is keeping us in the dark concerning their recent shooting down of UFOs. And we take a look at Damar Hamlin, who millions of people proceeded to pray for when he collapsed on a football field earlier this year. And he showed up to the Super Bowl wearing an openly blasphemous jacket that garnered the attention of future Hall of Fame running back Adrian Peterson, who called him out for the disrespectful nature of his attire. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at aliens. Honestly, we're going to be looking at how aliens might be used in an end times deception and whether or not what's going on right now has anything to do with aliens. We're also going to be taking a look at Damar Hamlin, the football player who collapsed on the field and then was brought back to life seemingly after many people had prayed for him and the attire that he chose to wear at the recent Super Bowl. But before we get into that, we want to ask you guys to make sure you click subscribe to this channel so you guys don't miss any of the videos that we have coming out, as well as leave a comment and make sure that you like this. And also, if you're listening via podcast, make sure you try to give us a good five-star review so that more and more people can see, hear, and find out about our content. But with all of that said... In the United States, people are going crazy. Actually, all over the world, people are going crazy regarding UFOs and alien invasions. Uh, A ton of people on commentaries and political shows are talking about this, whether or not the government is keeping secrets again regarding what's going on with aliens. And it's bringing this up to the forefront. Now, in pop culture, aliens have been something that over and over again, the more that we've understood about the vastness of these galaxies, that are the galaxies that we are currently in and so forth, people have just gone crazy when it comes to aliens. And so what we want to do is kind of look at some of the statements because if we're seeing it in movies like Mars Attacks, movies like Independence Day, Time's up. We recognize that this stuff is being pushed upon us for a reason. And a lot of people don't realize so much of the pop culture has also bled into so much of everyday talk, maybe at the office and so forth. And that's the reason that this show exists, because we want to give you, hopefully, a biblical answer to questions that might come up when you are at the water cooler, so to speak, or when you are sitting there with your kids while they're practicing their sports and someone brings up these things to you regarding what's going on in the world. And we want to always have this back to a biblical point of view of what the Bible says regarding these things. So one of the things we want to look at is the fact that people are always concerned about what the President of the United States has found out concerning these alien invasions, these UFOs, Roswell, New Mexico, you know, Area 51, whatever it may be. And one of the things that when you go through this, you see people are really concerned with this. In fact, Tom DeLong of the band Blink-182 in a WikiLinks drop was shown in an email that was sent to Hillary Clinton that he was asking her, please, 
if you get any information regarding aliens, let us know about it. And Dan Aykroyd, the famous actor who actually played an alien in the movie Coneheads. My social security number. Look, man, I need that number. I got state payroll forms, workman's comp. You do have a number, don't you? Of course. I am a citizen of this planet. He also has been quite popular about, <laughs> about some of his views on aliens. And we've discussed that in previous episodes. But I want you guys to hear what some of the presidents have said concerning aliens and maybe some of the information that they have after looking at the files. The truth is that we've never proved one, but there are things flying around up there that we haven't fully identified yet. And keep in mind, there are a, a basically a billion galaxies in an ever-expanding universe. I mean, you can't even get your mind around the sheer number of things that are out there. But you've seen this. And <laughs> you've seen the, the data. Well, no one knows, but I think that the probability is that there's something you would call life somewhere else. I want them to think whatever they think. They do say, I mean, I've, see, I've seen and I've read and I've heard, and I did have one very brief meeting on it, but people are saying they're seeing UFOs. Do I believe it? Not particularly. Do you think you'd know if there were evidence of extraterrestrials? Well, I think my great, our great pilots would know. Uh, and some of them really see things that are a little bit different than in the past. So we're going to see. But we'll watch it. You'll be the first to know. Did you go through the secret files, the UFO documents? <laughs> because if I Maybe. was president, that'd be the first thing I did. You know, it's funny. My daughters asked the very same question. They did? Yeah. Would you be allowed to tell your daughters what was in those files? Uh, no. You would not? No. Now that you're out of office, you can do anything <laughs> you want, right? True, yeah. Uh, but I'm not telling you. You're not telling me. <laughs> You're not telling me what? Are you not telling me that you looked at them? I'm not telling you nothing. <laughs> but all this brings us, as you can see, many of them even being somewhat coy uh, concerning their answers. And all this brings us to what is going on today. And in a recent New York Times article talking about some of the things that are going on. A lot of people are talking not only about UFOs being shot out of the sky, some over Canada and so forth, but also what about these train wrecks and what about in, in Palestine where you have entire, you know, stuff from World War One, these gases going up and some of the views and the pictures of what it looks like from the sky looking down on some of this hazardous material that has gone out. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. And so we want to look at this. And one of the things that was written was in a New York Times article, quote, what's going on up there? Theories, but no answers in shootdowns of mystery craft. The U.S. and Canada are investigating three unidentified flying objects shot down over North America in the past three days. Militaries have adjusted radars to try to spot more incursions. If the truth is out there, it certainly is not apparent yet. Pentagon and intelligent officials are trying to make sense of the three unidentified flying objects over Alaska, Canada, and Michigan that U.S. fighter jets shot down with missiles on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And just so you know, the White House has come out and made some unequivocal statements, a lot less coy regarding some of these and other UFOs. 
I know there have been questions and, and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Wanted to make sure that the American people knew that, all of you knew that, uh, and it was important for us to say that from here because we've been hearing a lot about it. The president also instructed the intelligence community to take a broad look at the phenomenon of unidentified aerial objects. Indeed, President Biden conducted the first ever daily intelligence briefing session devoted to this phenomenon back in June of 2021. He was briefed that this is not just an issue for the United States, but one for the rest of the world. And as I said, our friends and our partners are dealing with this as well. Now, when we do hear about these things, it is interesting to wonder about some of the things that are quite popular things like Area 51 and Roswell, New Mexico. And we sat down with Gary Bates, who is an expert on this very subject. He actually has the book and the documentary with the same name, Alien Intrusion. And I want to encourage you guys, we sat down not only for a full interview, but I want to encourage anyone who has not seen that film to check that out. It is so, so important for us with a biblical worldview to understand kind of what's going on. But I want to, I want you to hear him talk about what happened in Roswell, New Mexico, and maybe you can see how there might be some parallels going on here. Well, we know what happened at Roswell, unless you are one of those advocates that it's all fake news, uh, but that's, we've known for many years. And in fact, there have been three government investigations into Roswell. And then uh, I think it was a, a New Mexican Senator, Stephen Schiff, said, yeah, well, that's the government investigating itself. So he got the uh, GAO, the Government uh, Accounting Office, to investigate it, to be independent from the military. And they all came to the same conclusion, that uh, what they were dealing with were uh, weather balloons, but they were being used by the military. So you've got to remember, in, 19, in the 1940s, we didn't have satellites in the atmosphere. We, we were unable because of the curvature of the earth, if we're over here, we can't listen to something that's going on over there. Uh, if there's a satellite up there, yes, we can bounce signals, you know, oops, here we go, up to it and back down. But we didn't have that technology. So the US government was trying to listen to the early Soviet nuclear tests. And they had these giant arrays of weather balloons called Project Mogul. They covered them in a, a metallic, silvery colored material designed to kind of reflect sunlight and hopefully reflect uh, radar, uh, et cetera. But they would get carried on the jet streams across continents and hopefully with the, the acoustic listening devices that were underneath, they'd be able to listen to any Soviet above-ground nuclear tests. And when one crashed in Roswell, the government didn't want to know uh, didn't want the Russians or the Soviets to know in particular what they were doing. So it was a big cover-up, but it was nothing like, you know, alien uh, technology that crash-landed there, etc. Now, you'll get a lot of people that say they saw this, the bodies and that type of stuff. And again, I've investigated that. Why do people say all sorts of bizarre things that are not true? Humans are very complex. Again, sometimes it's just for their five minutes or fame. Sometimes they're self-deluded. We see it even in Christian circles. That then leads us to Area 51, because one of the views is the wreckage, uh, the flying saucer, if you like, from Roswell was taken to the secret base in Nevada, 
and the government used it to develop technology, reverse engineering, they call it. That's why we have laser pointers today um, and those types of things. Now, a lot of people have tried to push the envelope around at Area 51, you know, walking onto the base, and then when they get arrested, they go, see, the government's covering up something. It's a secret base. Well, it's going to happen if you try to walk onto any government military establishment, <laughs> uh, et cetera. So there have been people that claim they work at Area 51 and have seen bodies. Bob Lazar is one of the most common of those. And because government policy says we can neither confirm or deny anybody that worked with this, et cetera, it's too easy to make spectacular claims. The fact is the government has developed secret technology at Area 51, including the stealth technology, stealth, stealth uh, fighters and stealth bombers, uh, et cetera. Uh, they're not so stealthy anymore because um, technology using sapphire crystals rendered them obsolete. So, uh, But, yeah, the government has tested secret craft. Why? Not because they're covering up aliens, but for you know, however long, 40, 50 years, we were fighting a cold war with the Soviets. Um, and it's secret, you know, in our nation's best interest. Gary Bates is not only an expert on some of these things, interviewing people right there from the hotspots, but also he talks about abductions and what those actually entail. And when we sat down with him, this is what he had to say regarding alien abductions and some of the similarities we might find. Generally, people who have abduction experiences, uh, there's usually an entry point. Uh, now, it could be past trauma. Uh, it could be dabbling in, in new agey spiritual things. And again, uh, when I say this, people don't have to believe little Joe Christian here. This is what the, the leading secular researchers have found, and I, I documented that in my book. Um, but one of the main entry points just seems to be on top of you know, whether it's drugs or alcoholism uh, that gets people into a bit of a fragile state, is just um, even a fleeting acceptance of the idea that there could be life on other planets. Uh, and the best way I can explain it, you know, if, if a little entity stood at the bottom of your bed or my bed in the middle of the night and said, well, you know, I'm from the, the Sirius star system, you know, I've chosen you, you're special, I've got a mission for you, which is what people are told, well, as grounded Bible-believing Christians, you and I would probably immediately recognize that this is spiritual. Uh, it's not really an alien. But most people don't have that grounded biblical worldview, and so they are open to the source of information. What's interesting when you look at that and you hear about these alien abductions and you see that ultimately the truth is they're demonic at their core. And he talks about this in that interview, and I, I really do respect him for saying it because a lot of times we can kind of throw people outside and say, hey, let's not talk to them about it or maybe make them feel like I can't talk to a believer about this because they'll just think I'm crazy. But the truth is, is we need to be the ones that are loving and saying, wait a second, we recognize what's going on. And ultimately, all of this comes down to the same thing. It comes down to whether or not you have a framework, whether or not your worldview is one that has the supernatural or if it's something that simply makes everything within this one dimension and realizes and doesn't realize that there are things outside of it. And, and, and that's actually one of the things we also brought up with Mr. Bates. The traditional view, and this will just take a bit of explanation if you bear with me, was something called the extraterrestrial hypothesis, which is 
typically what you see in science fiction movies, aliens who are advanced in their hyperdrive spaceships, you know, visiting the Earth, stealthily abducting people in the middle of the night. Well, we've been watching and looking at this for over 70 years, and, and the actual evidence does not show that. So we didn't know what it was. They, the secular people would say we still don't know what it was, but the evidence does not say that. So I've always said that there's a spiritual aspect to some of it, you know, not all of it. Most of it can be actually naturally explained. But the secular people have actually shifted towards, dare I say, the Christian view, which has been always been what's called the interdimensional hypothesis. That's not something we dreamt up. The interdimensional hypothesis said that these beings, some people still believe aliens, are coming to us from other dimensions or multiverses or something like that. Again, there's no evidence for multiverses, but they possess supernatural or spiritual characteristics. They use words like paranormal or paraphysical, and as Christians, we would call them supernatural or spiritual. And, you know, in the movie you mentioned uh, there, but Dr. John Mack, who was a former professor of Harvard Medical School, who's an atheist, says as an in, in an interview there, he says, we are dealing with spirit beings coming to us from another realm. So to put it succinctly, we probably all agree, the serious researchers, Christian and non-Christian, all agree about the nature of the phenomena uh, what we're going to disagree is about its origin, where it comes from, and that's because they still possess a naturalistic worldview, you know, Big Bang and evolution, etc. Now, one of the things, and it's probably my favorite thing in the documentary Alien Intrusion that we didn't get to get into, was the idea of the Sons of Skiva. And basically what he was talking about, and they show in the documentary, was that sometimes there would be people that would cry out to Jesus and actually not get heard and not have the demonic, uh, which is what these aliens truly are, not have them leave and not have them run. One of the things that, that would happen was he said, these were people that were not actually walking the walk and talking the talk, but simply just throwing Jesus out there. But we realized that when people who were walking the walk and talking the talk as Christians actually cried out in the name of Jesus, that they would see over and over again, or people that were earnest in that desire to come to him. You see, uh, Pastor Joe Schimmel, uh, who did the documentary, They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, one of the biggest things, if you hear his testimony, was the reality of the oppression that was going on. At first, he thought it was a subconscious mind and some of the things that were happening to him, but it was that crying out to Jesus. And for him, it took two different times of crying out until he finally gave his life to Christ. But these things are real. The spiritual reality, you can't read the New Testament and not see Jesus exercising demons. You can't read the New Testament and not see the spiritual reality. And so... When we see that, we need to recognize it and say, wow. And also, we need to recognize our own futility and not think that now we can challenge this and challenge that. And in our video, Marvel and DC's War on God, part one, the Antichrist agenda, one of the things that Joe mentions over and over again in that and just shows over and over again in movie after movie made by Marvel and DC that ultimately the person that they have, the world combining together and going against is actually not the Antichrist. It's actually, when you see it over and over again, it's actually a picture of Christ and the world begins to wage war against Christ. And you would say, when would that ever happen? Why would that ever take place? Well, since we've looked at a number of the presidents here and what they believe regarding these issues, let's also take a look at what Ronald Reagan had to say in 1987 when it came to what could bring all of the world together. Hear this, check this out. 
Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. I think that's really interesting. And I, I don't know if his intention is wrong. And what's interesting is when we look at the end times, some of these things sound like, oh, well, of course, logically, that makes a lot of sense. What if we just had one world currency and then we don't have to worry about having, you know, money? We could just have it on our hand or our forehead. Logically, right? A lot of these things are not going to come with giant horns and so forth. They're going to seem like peace and safety until sudden destruction come about. And so, yeah, it sounds good on the surface. Yeah, if there was this alien invasion, all of a sudden, the world could come together and sing Kumbaya. But that's not the case. In fact, we actually do see that the world will come together and wage war. In Revelation chapter 19, after we see Jesus coming, this is what it says in verse 19. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies assembled to make war against him. Against two. It's against Jesus who sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was seized, and with him the false prophet who performed the signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshiped the image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire, which burns with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword, which came from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. Ultimately, when the world comes together to fight against Jesus, because that's the only thing we see the world coming together to fight against, when the world comes together to some alien invasion or whatnot, this is exactly what's going to take place, but it's not going to be an alien invasion. They're going to be trying to fight against Jesus Christ himself, and so many of the programming that we see today, a lot of it is programming people to be ready to kumbaya together against the Lord Jesus Christ, and ultimately, that's a, war, that's a war they will not win. That is a war they will not win. Just like the false prophet who is, guess what, doing a bunch of signs and wonders for the Antichrist, all of those, those two get to have their first, they get to be first in, in line to go to the lake of fire. And then all those who worship as well. But I wanted to bring this up before this episode ends because many people have written in and, and shown Damar Hamlin the safety for the Buffalo Bills who had collapsed on the field. And some people prayed. In fact, we did an episode where we asked to pray for him. Seemingly wore a very, very blasphemous shirt with mocking Jesus, a uh, jacket actually at the Super Bowl. And it's pretty grotesque. And in fact, the same artwork can be seen by Travis Scott uh, in a necklace that he wore as well with the same mockery of Jesus. And sadly enough, I mean, that's something that we're going to see. In fact, we can just expect this. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, when Paul tells us to pray for kings and those in authority, uh, guess what? There are going to be those people that we pray for that don't come to Jesus, that don't follow Jesus. But I will say this, even for Damar, I do pray for his soul. And in fact, there was some correction seemingly brought to him. Future Hall of Fame running back Adrian Peterson actually came out and said something against the attire that he chose to wear because he was basically saying, hey, Look at this. People were praying for you, and look at what you're wearing. You're blaspheming the God that people were praying to that saved you. And here's what he had to say. And Adrian Peterson, if you guys don't know, is one of the best modern running backs of all time for the Minnesota Vikings. He played for a couple of other teams at the end of his career. But here's what he had to say. He said, quote, you should be thanking God, son. This is blasphemy. We all fall short, but come on, man. I find this disrespectful. Hashtag grateful. Hashtag God did. 
fellow star running back, actually wrote to Adrian Peterson after him publicly calling out Mr. Hamlin. And Fred Taylor, of the formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars, said this, quote, you should DM him, bro. I'm sure he's listened to your opinion. Posting it doesn't help anyone. He's young. Young people don't always think before they wear things, just like the people who wear skulls and other things that doesn't align with Christian beliefs. And here's what Adrian Peterson had to say. So I spoke with Damar, and we were able to discuss our thoughts as men. I want to be clear. I'm the last person to judge anyone, and that was never my intention. However, I do feel as if the jacket was disrespectful, and it was something that I needed to share. I do realize everyone makes mistakes and falls short at times. So again, my intention was never to judge, just to share my opinion. Damar, I have respect and love for you, and I wish you nothing but the best, but I just can't rock with that jacket. I feel like there are a lot of people, young and old, looking up to you, and with power and influence comes great responsibility. I apologize for offending you. I just felt offended in that moment as a man who loves and respects our Lord and Savior, Yeshua. After speaking with Damar, I have an understanding that it didn't come from a place of ill intent. And I'm sure we can all hope for ignorance, but ultimately pray for true repentance. When people see these things, if somebody was wearing this on their person, I I would guess, unless there is just such a veil of ignorance, um, that can't be coming from somebody who truly loves and knows the Lord. But it seems like Adrian Peterson isn't the only one who gave him a spiritual spanking in this regard, because according to DeMar himself, his parents actually came out against him. This is from his Twitter, quote, After talking with my parents, I understand how my coat could have offended some people. It was never my intentions to hurt or disrespect anyone. The coat is abstract art to me. It says eternal, which I am eternally thankful to my Savior. My beliefs and relationship with God is not tied to symbolic images. I will learn from this and continue to walk in love as I always have. Matthew 7, 1 through 5. So yeah, people can be very ignorant, and a lot of people could be looking at this and saying, man, this this kid really needs to start thinking about things, and that's really true. And ultimately, no matter what the end result of his salvation is, and that would include Adrian Peterson as well, who has his own rap sheet that he has to worry about, but each and every one of us also does have a rap sheet. Each and every one of us has sinned against the Almighty God, and Damar, whether he knows it or not, wearing blasphemous things is a wicked act. But we also need to point out that each and every per each and every single person here, everyone has fallen short. That is true. But with repentance, we turn to Jesus. That means a heart change. That means we take our heart that is bent towards the world and we bend it towards Christ. And not only does that happen, that we look to him, we trust him, we put our faith in the finished work of Jesus on the cross, blood that was spilled out for us and the resurrection that took place three days after But we also, what happens is we are now predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that we would become more and more like Jesus and less and less like the world. I encourage you today, seek Jesus when he may be found. Trust in him, know him, get into his word and find brothers and sisters in Christ who love Jesus and seek him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. This has been Chad Davidson. This is the 511 News. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.